After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the latest episode of Five on the Floor Live. I am your host, Greg Sylvander, coming at you directly following the Miami Heat's gut-wrenching loss to the Indiana Pacers. Tonight's floor plan on Five on the Floor Live with me is Sean Rochester. You can follow him on Twitter at SRochesterMBA. And uh, essentially, we're not going to... Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time here, guys. I'll be honest with you. I don't have much to say other than this is shaping up to be one of the more frustrating seasons I've ever seen um, in quite some time. And it's just every moment you think things are turning around, they end up not. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, get into this game specifically that was entertaining in moments um, and, uh, and maybe throw around a few other uh, fun questions just to, to lighten the mood a little bit before we do want to tell you about a great sponsor of five reasons sports network and five on the floor particularly our our post-game shows, and that's A, Aggressive Insurance. So Lynette is a huge friend of the program. A, Aggressive Insurance, 954-581-8800, the insurance agency that works for you, a host of different insurance carriers that she works with right there in the Miami-Fort Lauderdale area. She will help you if you have a bad driving record, no driver refused, free consultations, right over the phone you definitely want to reach out to um a aggressive insurance at 954-581-8800 or check out insurancebylanette.com that's her great resource the website so check out a aggressive insurance 954-581-8800 oh sean what the hell are we gonna say here um i I really think things are going in the right direction we're uh, competing very hard. Um, yeah, they're gonna get really pissed at you if you keep going along with the, <laughs> on, on this. Um, you, I guess I'll say this, uh, and I, I, I mentioned this in a chat that we're in um, 
And I, I said, like, it, it's really tough when I feel like things are going well and there's lots of stuff I'm seeing that I like. And then I end up looking up and they're losing, looking up and they're losing. And then they end up having this feverish comeback at the end. Tyler made some big plays. There were other stuff that happened late that I thought was huge for them that made them uh, obviously get to tie it up there. And then they get their hearts ripped out by Tyrese Halliburton, who had his worst game as an Indiana Pacer against the Heat about a week ago and came back and really followed that up big time. Sean, initial reactions to this gut-wrenching loss. I'm not asking for you to tell me how they're going to fix it. We're not even going to go there. I just want to know how you're feeling as a fan at this point, seeing this team fully healthy, basically, and still dropping these games to Eastern Conference playoff uh, contenders. Yeah, I'm glad we're past the, uh, the the usual question that I get on the postgame show. So we moved on to a new, uh, new segment. Um, you know what? Like, I think you give them credit for fighting back, but the the hole that they dug in the third quarter, in the second half, the inability to defend the arc, giving up, what was it, 25, it seemed like, between Halliburton had 10, Buddy Heald had seven, so 17 threes to two guys that are known sharpshooters. I mean, that you just can't let that happen. And, you know, without Jimmy, you can you can make excuses that, yes, he wasn't out there, and maybe if he was out there, you would win that game. But at the same time, we just have to be better than what we're doing. And we keep saying that on these post-game shows. I think that last two segments, credit to Spo, great execution, getting Tyler that shot, uh, the, the screen for Max and the double screen to get Tyler open, knock down the shot. I guess, and I'll ask you, Greg, what were, why were we full court pressing in that situation? They were in the bonus, 14 seconds left. Why extend the defense in that scenario? It's weird. I don't know if they thought that maybe they could uh, get them to hurry up enough to where that they wouldn't get a good look um, or they were, it's weird. I, I don't have a good answer for that. Cause to your point, I don't know why you, uh, you put that emphasis um, 14 seconds left. It kind of ended up the way you thought it would anyway. So it mm. feels like to have yourself set and maybe have an uh, additional person flying at Halliburton would have been nice there at the end. Um, it's tough. You, you talked about the run, uh, the way that they can't stop the three point shot, particularly in the three, uh, in the third quarter, the way that things went South. And, and this is what I keep coming back to like Tyler hero. He had his moments tonight, had his clutch buckets, 28 points. Kyle Lowry had a relatively good – I mean, he had a good game, 50% uh, from the field, 21 points. I'm looking here. Jimmy, we're going to get to him in a minute. But, I mean, he got 20. Bam, 18. So, I mean, I guess when I'm looking at that, if you, like, say face value, that's what your guys, your top four guys are giving you, you just feel like you're going to get more of these. And this is happening night overnight where – they're getting certain contributions that feel like it's good enough to get a victory, but it's just like the sum is not equaling victories and they're falling further and further behind. It's a situation where they're never going to fall so far behind that they're not going to be in playoff contention. So they're just like in this rut where I don't know that they're going to be able to find a move right now. So they have to just stem this tide and they're bleeding out and it's happening game over game. How do you, as a coach, when you have a team 
that you know is already fragile and then gets punched in the mouth twice. How do you approach that? Like, what do you even say to that group of guys um, to kind of keep this thing moving in a positive direction? Like, I know that you're obviously coaching at a different level, but, you know, in the spirit of what you have to kind of come up with, you're inspiring human beings. Sure. To- get through it an adversity essentially i'm interested to hear like what the hell would if you were spo what the hell would you be saying to these guys yeah and i i think it's more than scheme and i think you've said this before it's very much a mentality uh, a competitive edge you know the the effort on the floor those types of things i don't think it's a scheme where hey we're going to stop running zone or switching or things like that like you can make those adjustments but those are small details. I think it's the bigger thing right now is the mentality of the team. I know, you know, we've hinted about maybe guys being upset about what did or did not happen. Guys being out with injuries, guys being slower to come back. All this stuff is starting to kind of snowball and they just have to find a way to get out of it. But even when we've, what do we win? Three games in a row, four games in a row. And then all of a sudden you go against a team again that you should be in and you fall flat on your face again with a healthy roster without Dwayne Dedman. Now, come on. Healthy roster. That's, that's, (laughs) we're not going that direction. I mean, you know, Jimmy being out in the second half, I guess you can point that way, but you you just, I don't know. We just find different ways to lose every single night. And where it used to be last year, it seemed like we found different ways to win every single night. You're right. That's so true. And like, that's the difference between a connected team and a team Mm -hmm. that when shit gets tough is disconnected and it shows they, absolutely have a hangover from uh the eastern conference finals coming up short there's no doubt in my mind uh that's part of what makes this so frustrating to watch is that i think we all know that this team is capable of more than this and they're not getting it um and then to your point about like we just see four wins in a row where this gets difficult is like road victories in oklahoma city houston and san antonio just are not equal to or greater than losing on your home floor to teams that you're directly in front of or behind in the standings uh, in Indiana and Chicago, you know, in back-to-back games. And now you got Minnesota and the Lakers and, and, um, and then you go out on the road again for a tough West coast trip. So it's like, you just, I don't have any great answers. I'm really frustrated with this team, but this is the thing. Um, the theme of this is that we're getting to almost to a place where this team, who are we frustrated at? Nobody like that. I was out there tonight. Am I looking at and saying, God, they suck so bad. You know, if it weren't for, if they, you know, played better, we would have been all right. And when that starts to happen more and more, Sean, like I start to feel like we're getting towards a season that's slipping away. Cause even when the good shit happens, it's ending in losses. Am I overreacting? Do you feel that similar kind of pull to the season or am I premature in my assumption or the way that it it feels to me? No, I think we've played more than 30 games and there's no identity to this team. Like if you tune in on any given night, there's not one thing that you know you're going to get like great defense, great offense, great spacing, ball movement, whatever, like those generic things, there is no identity to this team. And, and I think that's the problem. It's it's partly because of the injuries. You have no consistency to your lineups. But at the same time, we've been able to manufacture that. And that's a lot of credit to Eric Spolstra and the staff to put different guys in there and make those pieces fit into a scheme that worked 
Last year, I think it was very much about defense. The bubble team was very much about offense. This team, it's neither of them. And that does not equate to success. I mean, that's that's just the God honest truth. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, we're not mincing words. Everyone always comes and says that, you know, Sunshine Pumper, uh, you and I particularly as longstanding tenured Heat fans have been called uh, apologists to some degree. I don't think either one of us is sitting up here and saying that everything is sunshine and rainbows anymore. We acknowledge what is wrong here. Um, I will maintain that I think just as bad as this has looked, it can turn around that quickly and I will not move off that position. Um, Speaking of positions, I have been looking to get uh, all of my uh, best picks in at our official daily fantasy sponsor. And that is prize picks. Use the code five. When you go to prize picks to get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars tonight, I'm going to show you the pain of a prize picks card, uh, but some of of what went well. Jimmy Butler, one and a half steals. I went over. He got two. Um, Paolo Bancaro, he was at 26.5 points in rebounds. I went over. He got 24. He was just shy of that 26 and a half. I'm telling you how that worked on my card so you could get an idea of how it works when you would play. You can use NBA, NFL props. It can be yards, receiving, rushing, passing yards. You can look at other sports. Uh, You know, basketball is what I just was talking about. You get to just basically pull your favorite players, pull your favorite stats, choose over and unders, and win money. Uh, The more players you choose on a card correctly together, you can win up to 10 times of what you bet. Use the code 5FIVE to get your initial deposit matched up to $100. And shout out to Sean for all he does uh, over on Better Edge, which I'm a big part of as well. They are the official betting sponsor of 5 Reasons Sports Network. The the code 5RSN will get you $20 to start your bankroll there. That's where you want to go to do all your betting uh it's a social platform so you're not betting against the book completely legal um but you'll get twenty dollars to get started so remember prize picks code five better edge five rsn for your 20 bucks there this show is sponsored by better help what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day go for a run take a nap maybe check the stats of the latest miami heat game i've got a better idea A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash, Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Let's, um, I, I've been given a tweet by Brady Hawk, Eric Spolstra with an update on Jimmy Butler. He sprained his ankle. He did it in the first quarter, but it was tightening up at halftime. Sean, we saw that he didn't play. What was it? The entire fourth quarter. Um, again, insult to injury. Like the guy gets back and you start to feel like things are, you know, at least you have everybody starting to play. Now he looks like he's probably going to be out. I would imagine they're going to be extra careful with this. Um, and Duncan gets a DMP. Gabe, I thought, was active and didn't play. Maybe like some point of attack D from him. Like last year, they would have put Gabe Vincent on Tyrese Halliburton if he was available tonight, unless I missed something. Um, next predict the next move that Spolstra will try to, <laughs> to get this thing to start Jesus. to work. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot still predict. What is he going to try next? Well, I mean, you know, the depot minutes weren't bad. I think he's uh-huh. progressing in the right direction. I think the Orlando Robinson experiment with Deadman out, although box score wise is nothing's going to jump out. I thought he was good. He's active. Um, he's able to, play aggressively on screens, which I thought was good. Um, he probably needs to give you more on the rebounding department. I don't really care about baskets, but just be confident um, when you do shoot the ball. And I thought Haywood Highsmith was very good. He's been stringing together some good games. Haywood Highsmith he deserves some credit for what he's done. And it's not just defense. He's starting to get some uh, some flow on offense. But, you know, that's never going to be his game. Those, those are complementary pieces. Like, they're not the reason necessarily we're going to win and lose games. I think the big problem, what is he going to do about Max? His inability to shoot, Duncan's still not playing. Uh, that's that's the equation that we can't figure out. We just don't have any shooting right now. So now let's go through some comments, and then we're going to close with a more lighthearted approach to this roster. Um, uh, I saw someone laugh at 53 million left for Jimmy. Tyrone Walker, I think your name was. Um, I'm not laughing at that. Uh, I'd pay Jimmy that 10 times out of 10. So uh, you are off base, sir. Um, throw up some comments, Manny, if you're able to, if you're on the ones and twos in a way that allowed you to do that. I'd love for our viewers to see some of these comments and we'll run through them. Sean and I will uh, before we get up out of here. Uh, this comes from uh, Mr. Fresco. Um and that's only because I can't pronounce your first name. I do apologize. Stop the post game. Let's talk about now the draft picks for 2023. Listen, if there ever was a draft where you're going to own your pick, it's 2023. Um, I almost feel like that pick's so valuable now, Sean, that like you tell me like, oh, you could send that pick out for Duncan Robinson to get John Collins. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to waste that pick on John Collins. Are you with me on that now? No, I agree. That's 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think you're alluding that we should be trying to enhance the value of our 2023 pick by any means. We're going to no, let it play out how it is, no. but the value the of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The value of that pick because of the draft, you, you definitely have to be conscious of what you're doing because even if it's a pick, let's say we win some more games and it's somewhere in the teens, even if it's not a light, late lottery pick, you're going to have good players in that spot. So, and we need youth. I mean, we, we need young athletic guys. And yeah. That's an opportunity. Uh, this comment comes from Mark M. False hope. Don't be deceived by Pat's organizational malpractice. Could you please just stop with the dramatics for five seconds, Mr. Mark M. Also, uh, while this could be looked at as a roster that has holes and maybe needs to get younger, needs to get more athletic, needs to get longer, things like that. Um, I challenge you to find another front office that has taken rosters that have flaws and fixed it and gotten back up to the mountaintop over and over again. This organization has done that multiple times. Go look around the league and find me the other organizations that have. So to call what anyone in the organization is doing malpractice is complete bullshit and I'm not here for it. So um, thank you for your comment. Moving on to uh, Corbs, Sean, you could take this one. <laughs> uh, it says that he has the second worst scoring bench in the NBA last year. They were fourth. That's we've talked about. That's the impact of moving the sixth man of the year to the starting lineup. Um, you know, I did. I did think tonight. You know, he made that sub early, a depot in for Tyler, and then brought Tyler back with the second unit. Yeah. If you're not going to change the starting group, I think that that worked. Although obviously it didn't end in a win, I think it was an effective way to make the combinations work at least for one night um i'd like to see it over the course of uh, a little bit bigger sample size but yeah that's a it's a great point that's the problem we have right now i know all the guys that they thought would um continue to shoot as well as they did are not uh oladipo is and max neither of them is equal to what tyler was off the bench and i think to sean's point like that is what they need to do is they need to start tyler you keep him in the starting lineup that kid has improved dramatically um his offensive bag and the polish i, I just don't want to hear people talk shit about tyler here i'll stop uh young kid um and you keep him in the starting lineup but you find ways to stagger i think is the way we approach this uh, let's get another comment going. Um, this is from Van Lee. Shout out to Van Lee. This is a terrible season to try and tank halfway. You had to commit to tank from the start to be in a good position. Tanking this year is really stupid. Actually, tanking this year is almost impossible because of the parity in the league. All, even the teams that are trying to lose are actually not that many games out of being in competitive positions in both conferences. If you look at the disparity between uh, teams, there's not not a lot so like even the teams deliberately tanking are not doing it so well because of the way that the draft lottery system is done so the heat are not going to tank if that ends up happening it's because they're just straight up losing so much uh and guys start to sit down um and and sit out and i think i don't think this is what bam was hitting at but obviously you're not going to turn to tanking after an eastern conference final run like this summer you couldn't have went that direction that wouldn't no. have made sense no. He also said after that, he said, uh, I'm not worried because there will be a one through five dogfight for the top seed in the conference. As long as we're not in the play in, I'm cool. And that's probably if that's you're great. putting if you're yeah. putting money on it, that's probably where you're ending up somewhere in that four to five, six range. And I know you guys did a pot about that earlier in the week. 
You're right. Sorry, I've been feisty to our, our viewers and our commenters. I come in peace. Um, I just, uh, you know, I'm trying to come with a little bit of extra oomph because the team is not bringing it. Uh, what's up, Lynette? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sponsoring this program. Let's keep our 2023 pick. 23 pick, please. We need young, fast blood. You are so spot on. Um, and the way that they've picked recently, uh, particularly Tyler and Bam, uh, and we'll see what happens with Jovic, but I think Precious Achua also uh, has been a pretty good pick. You're right. Keep the pick, no doubt. Um, all right. Uh, any other comments, Manny, before I throw Sean a question, a fun one? All right. Uh, Levy Shaw. Sean, go ahead with this. Uh, Levy says, Kyle Lowry and Tyler doesn't do go to the start together. Don't do good at the start together, I'm assuming. Give Lowry the Dragic's treatment. Um, I mean, in my opinion, and I know a lot of times we allow multiple people to handle the ball. I don't like Tyler being the primary ball handler with that starting group. Um, he can do it at times. He, he can be that scorer, but I don't, I don't know if that's going to produce great offense. Uh, I'll do the next one too. Jay says, Greg getting cold for Christmas with all these words he's saying. I know it's cold outside, but Greg is bringing the fire. The whole country is cold with this uh, polar vortex, but Greg is just bringing the heat tonight. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's, this is how I cope y'all. Cause I don't like watching this either. Like, like, let's be honest. This does suck to see this team squander a season so far. I hope that they can uh, get back on track. Um, all right, Sean, here's the question. And you can't answer LeBron and you can't answer Dwayne. Um, if you could add one player past or present so they could be in the league still to this heat team that you think that one player just by adding them would fix things and get things on track. Most what one player from heat history would you add to the 2022, 23 Miami heat? You said no LeBron, no Dwayne. Yeah. Because like, come on. We I got know you. Yeah. Yeah. I think the easy answer that first popped in my head is Bosch because it gives you another big, which gives you rebounding. He also gives you the three-point shooting. He also is a good distributor. He could do those different types of things. Uh, whether he plays the five or Bam plays the five, it doesn't really matter because it gives you another guy that can go out there and get buckets. The other person I thought is about Zoe, and that gives you that big that a lot of people want, that defensive presence, the rebounding, the fiery, and, and maybe a little leadership. Maybe this team needs a little bit of, uh, you know, someone to kick their ass in practice and, and do some of that type of stuff. So one of those two guys. I love it. Yeah, I'll take 2006 Alonzo off the bench. You talk about uh, needing some front court help. Uh, and Bosch is just the perfect fit. Like, I And I'm going down – I'm getting nostalgic, y'all, because, again, this is Christmas, and this is how we're going to try to cope – through the holiday season with the heat uh, struggling. There's some other good uh, uh, answers from the chat that I want to rattle off quickly. Jose says Shane Battier. He would fix a lot of stuff. Uh, Anthony, Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones could help as well, but um, ultimately I don't know him that him and Jimmy would be a, uh, a fit from a character perspective. Luke Babbitt, Josh McRoberts, <laughs> Levy, you need to stop that. Van Lee, Michael Beasley. Um, you know what? They could use his offense, but um, they got Willie defensive Reed. issues too. <laughs> Willie Reed, shout out to Willie Reed. I think he's still playing <laughs> overseas maybe, um, but these are good names that we're hearing. Um, Lamar Odom? Lamar Odom, great one. 
that's how we're closing the show. Lamar Odom would really, really help this team. Uh, that That is a good one. Um, and Tyler Johnson's missing tooth. <laughs> Not Tyler Johnson, his missing tooth. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us. We are trying to make uh, you smile at least a little bit during what has been a tough season of ups and downs. But we'll be with you. We're sticking with you no matter what. You will find us covering your favorite uh, basketball team, our favorite basketball team. Uh, happy holidays to everybody who watches. Um, please be safe out there. Uh, stay warm. Hopefully uh, the Miami Heat can warm up because like what's happening in this damn country with the weather is happening with this damn team on the court and it has to stop immediately. Have a great weekend. Happy holidays. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.